What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of the After Effect Podcast. I am your host, LeBron Stephan. We have a very, very special guest today, uh, current NFL free agent Mike Daniels, eight-year NFL vet. Uh, was a former teammate of mine, just sent him the link, so waiting for him to jump in, and we will get this thing started. Can you guys believe it? 12th episode. Uh, been it has been overwhelming, but it's been quite refreshing to see the amount of former athletes reach out to me and want to join the podcast. So I'm excited to have Mike Daniels on the show. Seven years with the Packers, one year with the Lions. Um, waiting for COVID to kind of play its course to see what team he signs with next. Uh, so get ready. We go all the way back to 2007. Came into the University of Iowa together as freshmen. Uh, so. Should be an excellent, excellent conversation for sure. It's good, baby. Hey, man, I appreciate you jumping on with me, man. It's, no doubt. Took us a while to tap in, but uh, yeah, we can just jump right into it, man. Again, this is called the After Effect Podcast. Um, I started this to give people like us, current former athletes and current athletes a voice is to talk about our upbringing, different cultures that we experience, high school career, college career, pro career, things that you like to do outside of your respective sport, things like that, man. So my first question for you is, from New Jersey, born and bred, man, talk about the culture there. Talk about the culture in which you grew up, just being an athlete, um, and you know, all all the good uh, athletes that have come from your area and just New Jersey in general. Yeah, uh, you know, Jersey's got a real good sports culture, man. Um, we have a, a ton of athletes. and Excuse me, let me, ref- let me rephrase that. New Jersey has great athletes. It doesn't have the best structure. Like, you look in the Olympics, one year we had, like, eight people from New Jersey in the Olympics, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. And, uh, like, four of them was from South Jersey. I think it was the last Olympics, actually. Okay. So uh, it was we, – we have a lot of athletes, man, great athletes. Like, you know, you play in the Big Ten with me. Wherever you look, whenever they would show the list of everybody, mm-hmm. you'd always see at least two or three guys from Jersey on every team. That's you true, know what man. I'm saying? That's and this true. is the Midwest we're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, like, with Jersey guys, we everywhere, bro. We mm-hmm. everywhere in all sports. Y'all and, are. <laughs> well, yeah, and we super competitive. That's the Thing. One thing about Jersey is that we're not always going to be the most fundamentally sound. Now, that's changing. But we're not always going to be the most fundamentally sound, but we're going to be tough, and that's going to make us hard to beat mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm. Track, basketball, uh, football, wrestling, baseball, like, mm-hmm. we, we, we we hard to the body, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the way we're bred. Like, our youth sports, our youth sports are brutal. Like, brutal, bro. Like, I mean, parents almost getting into fist fights and stuff. Oh, like that. Like Like that. (laughs) Yeah, bro. That's why we so intense, man. Like, uh, I never forget. I'm I'm watching the Florida guys. I think it was the youth documentary or whatever. And it was like, yo, you got like the big time hustlers and whatnot. They like, they're um, betting on the game. So kids are like, got to be protected. Mm -hmm. I I can't necessarily say those are my experiences in Jersey. But I do know that the com- the competition level, mm. oh, like stands can get cleared out. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I remember one time we had a, a, a had a brawl. I'm talking like parents were on the field, coaches were on the field, bros. Crazy, man. I was in eighth grade. <laughs> and that was with people from the town right over. Like we ended up going to high school with some of these guys or whatever. And, and, and but that was just that's just like the just, competitive yeah, the nature, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of just super competitive. The basketball games. Yeah, yeah, bro. So that's just the, the sports culture in Jersey is that it's super competitive. The problem is we don't have like a uh so I'll speak on football. We don't have a college football culture. There's right, like right. no like y'all grow up, go to maybe see Ohio State, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or Florida guys, yo, we're gonna go see, we're gonna go to a Miami game. Like that, that's hype stuff. Nobody getting hyped to go to a Rutgers game. Mm-hmm. Growing okay. up, right? Yeah. Nobody definitely ain't nobody trying to go to a temple game and they was right across the bridge, but Temple was never really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've had their moments in the last few years, but they've like people will say, yo. I'll, I will go anywhere but Rutgers and Temple. And that's how it was growing up. Mm. Nobody's going to take a three, four, five-hour drive to Syracuse. Nobody mm. taking a five-hour drive to Penn State, six-hour drive to Pittsburgh. Nobody doing that. Nobody mm. taking no two-hour drive to Maryland. Like So in that area, there's no college football culture. Mm. So because of that, a lot of guys go to college mm. and they kind of fizz out because they don't know how to carry themselves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They don't, they, they don't really know what it takes. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because the guys right. they do know that did go to college, they ain't got nothing good to come back with because they went out to college and messed it all up. Exactly. And the ones like, that do go to the league, they don't come back home. Yeah, yeah, they don't come back to show them the way, to show them how to move to get there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then okay. how to stay there, how to get to college. See, because getting to college, is a problem too. You got some guys that don't even know about the clearinghouse, bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the clearinghouse. All I know is that I got to take the SATs. Some mm-hmm. guys don't even know about the SATs, bro. Like, like, like there's not a good culture from at least, so for instance, you'll get a coach or two that has it figured out, right? Mm-hmm. And just so happens that that coach, like five kids sign D1 every year, mm-hmm. three or five every year. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Almost on some Ted Ginn senior type of stuff, right? And y'all have more. <laughs> But like, right. but that's just one coach that has it figured out. Mm-hmm. And he'll be one coach out of like mm-hmm. tons of them. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? hundreds, hundreds and hundreds, yeah. 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 Like, like, and you know who the coaches were, you know what I mean? Coach mm-hmm. Wilson was one of them back in the day. You see what I'm saying? Coach McBride, Coach Henson, who just went to college. Like, these are just some of the names of people who had it figured out. LeBron, we had state championship teams where nobody would go and play college football. Where does that make sense? The state championship team don't got no D1 football. They got them, but none of them are in school. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's actually play. yeah. Don't make no sense. That's super interesting. Yeah, I've never even saw that. Usually, what well, in, in in Ohio, the teams that go deep in state and win state, they usually have a slew of guys that go D one or a slew of guys that get football scholarships and stuff like that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know that's changing now. You got a program NLG Next Level Greats by uh, ran by Marcus Hammond. They have like one of the top uh, 707 teams in the nation, you know what I mean, in all age brackets. So they're doing really good. And then by extent, I mean, they're coaching kids up. They they just had their first uh, NFL player in, um, oh, I forget his first name, his last name is Harmon. You know what I mean? His receiver got drafted by the Redskins, you know. Okay, yeah. And then they just had their next NFL player this year, Cesar Ruiz. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's from Camden. He's going, uh, he, he first round for the Saints. Okay. So, you know, they're, they're training these kids up and they're essentially doing 
what y'all do in Ohio, what people do in Florida, Texas, mm-hmm. California. They have programs. They're like they're they're training the kids so that they know, yo, when you go to college, here's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Here's how you get to college. Mm-hmm. Here's how you become a more fundamentally sound player in high school, bro. When I tell mm-hmm. you when I came to Iowa, I know nothing, bro. I knew nothing. I, I watched my high school tape the other day. I'm like, man, I didn't punch anybody, bro. I'm not talking about running around blocks. I'm like, just, oh, yo, I got to get him out of my way. But I would, whenever I would strike somebody, I was putting him on his back. I'm like, wow, you would think I would know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was. So, man, uh, you feel me? Yeah, I, that, that was actually going to be my next question. I wanted you to expound on uh, being like a dual sport athlete in high school, wrestling, football. Um, I saw you play some running back uh, in high school. I know he's a lot oh, smaller. Yeah. And, and also talk about, you know, your recruitment process. I know, I know you didn't have like a, a bunch of big offers and I know Iowa offered like late at the last minute. So just try to relive your high school experience, just wrestling and playing football and, uh, you know, all those kinds of experiences leading up yeah. to going to Iowa. Right. So I grew up wrestling, man. And my, my dad had us, my dad was a really good baseball player. I had some back surgeries, feet surgeries. So that, that kept him, you know, he, he never really could go much further than college with it. But he had us playing baseball. We wrestled, we played flag football. Uh, wrestled my whole life, right? I hated it. Couldn't stand it. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was hard. Football was fun. Wrestling was hard. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize though, until I got older was that wrestling made me a better football player because mm-hmm. it made me stronger, it made me tougher, mm-hmm. and it kept me in great condition. So I kept wrestling through high school. Now, then I started taking pride in it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I look back and I say, man, I actually regret how I handled wrestling my last two years because my junior and senior year, because I could have been at least top three in the top three state, mm-hmm. state champion, you yeah. know what I'm saying, at best, nationally ranked. Mm-hmm. But I would like, I, I didn't take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? I would like skip practice, all type of crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Things that yeah, yeah. part of the reason why I'm such a hard line guy now is I'm like, yo, I saw how I missed my opportunities as a be a great wrestler. I will never let that happen to me in football ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, wrestling, that wrestling was definitely the 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 biggest influence for me out of all three sports. You okay. know, because I be, eventually became a. Um, pretty good thrower and track. And then I did some sprinting too. Oh, know? okay. And I ran, yeah, I ran four by one of the pen relays with my team. And, 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 you, and you do the shot put? Jamaicans, bro. Huh? <laughs> and you do the shot put? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I threw the shot put. You know, that was my thing. Like track season was kind of like an right, bet. Like I'm chilling like, you feel me? Let me just <laughs> go ahead and just throw. I don't got to do all that. I don't right, got to work hard like football wrestling. I just got to work on technique and lift weights. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah that, so that's all sprinting. I did. I, yeah, I, I ran. Um, I mean, I, I just do the shot put. I ran track in 10th grade just to get faster, though, like going into my junior year. Yeah. But all the other years, yeah, I just did shot put, and I was I did football, basketball, but I know you did wrestling and, and track. I mean, wrestling and football. Yeah. So talk I about, rec- man. I recommend it. Word. Yeah, you I was just it. saying I recommend all kids, like, if you're a lineman, at least practice with the wrestling team. You know, you don't got to be a wrestler, but at least get out there and work with the heavyweights or the 220, whatever – 200 pound weight class. Boys to get out there and y'all get work by doing that weighs 170. And you'll learn, I don't know anything about using my hands, hips to leverage. And that'll mm-hmm. directly correlate on the football field. And then when you start getting real good coaching, you'll know how to do that stuff. Right, right, you'll know right. how to, you'll be more comfortable in that atmosphere. Exactly. You'll be more comfortable getting hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. It won't be like a foreign concept to you. 
to be mm-hmm. grappling with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I, I recommend everybody run track. Everybody, mm-hmm. like, like get your flexibility up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Get your Flyability, speed up. You know, football, come speed. Mm-hmm. Explosion, all that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and those things have definitely built me. Uh, you talk about the recruiting process there. There really wasn't one. You know, I had a had um, a couple schools came to the high school to talk to me. Penn State talked to me. Mm-hmm. Pitt, Rutgers, Army. And nobody offered. Uh, I do remember. Yeah, Villanova, right? Villanova offered you at some point, right? So Villanova offered. Um, I wanted, after my senior year is when I got my offer, right? Villanova offered. And let, let me backtrack real quick. I needed a highlight tape made, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Matt Roberts had Pro Dynamics. Uh, he, he used to record our games. He's telling me you need to get a highlight tape, highlight tape made. And I, all right, I did it, right? So I remember at when football season was over, I was driving over to his office, and I was looking at the tapes as it was in progress. I'm like, yo, we missed a place from this game, missed a place from that game, missed a place from that game, because I logged every play I made like in my head. Like, I knew the plays I made. I'm like, yo, like, for instance, we played against the state championship team, Delsey. I had crazy tackles, tackle for losses, hits and all that. And they weren't necessarily like splash plays, but it was against the state championship team. I'm like, yo, we got to have these in there. And mm-hmm. Matt made a phenomenal tape. Mm-hmm. And I remember that's what they was talking about. I was like, yo, his tape was incredible. Like, he, they, you really showcased the things he was great at. Mm-hmm. So shout outs to Matt. But I was definitely heavily involved in the process. It wasn't just I'm going to play, then I'm going to sit back. And my coach and everybody's gonna take care of it. And then mm-hmm, all of was like, nah, yo, I need yeah. to get seen. Right, you know right. I mean, we had teachers in my school who were um they coached at a, a Woodrow Wilson, you know, what mm-hmm. I mean, school in Camden. And uh uh Coach McBride was a coach there. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up going to Winslow. And uh that's where that's school that Sean Green went to. Okay, and Harold okay, and okay. I went to Woodrow Wilson, you know what I mean? Okay. And I, I'm there, I'm like, yo, yo, get my tape. To your coat, like to your ball, like see if you can do something with it. I need some help. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. I can't look at it. our school wasn't a football school, bro. Like we mm-hmm. won four games and we felt like we was doing it. You feel me? <laughs> and um I'm I'm serious, bro. So <laughs> so I uh got the tape made, Matt got the tape sent out and all that. I'm getting called from all the D1 AA schools, Appalachian State, they just won a championship, you know, everybody's like, oh my god. And at the time, these two schools was number one, number two. We thought you'd be at, like, Michigan or Ohio State, the way your tape looks like. Wow, what the heck? And I'm like, hey, listen, yo, you I appreciate had, it. Yeah, you had that. You saw it. You saw it because you're trying to get the bigger offers. What? So <laughs> I'll never forget when my coach, we was in the hallway, and he stopped me. He's like, Mike, you, you might have to settle for D1AA, man. I know you want to go Division One. that, you know, you have to settle for FCS in this terms nowadays, and I'm going to go FBS, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I just thank God that I'm, I am getting some look. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go where I need to go, and I'm going to make it happen. So I took the visit from to Villanova, and. So at that at that time, Villanova right. wasn't, wasn't, wasn't D1A. Uh, they they was uh they they were FCS yeah they were doing double okay. A right because the, bat- the basketball team the basketball team was D one the basketball team is is fierce yeah there's yeah. nothing on the East Coast we got a lot of schools that like are fierce in basketball but mm-hmm. they're you know what I'm saying oh, they I ain't compete about that. but the football team is is an FCS team so it's like how does that happen but yeah, bas- yeah. The basketball coach on the East Coast is different so. okay yeah I never knew that okay so, so I left some information out um the week going into the Villanova. Uh, uh, visit. 
Iowa had actually, Coach Ferentz actually called me. Okay. You know, and he was like, uh, hey, you know, we, we, we really, um, we really like you. Like we see, um, would you like to, to be an Iowa Hawkeye? I was like, coach, absolutely. I'm taking the visit to Villanova. So I'm going to honor my visit to Villanova. I'm going to see what they're talking about. And then, um, it's no, he asked me if I want to take a visit there. Right. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. But I'm already going to Villanova. He said, okay, okay. cool. So I'm, I'm sure he already knew, like, I'm going to get this kid. It's like, you're going to take the Villanova visit. It's cool. Right. Yeah. And I took the Villanova visit and. Did y'all go to a Villanova cool. basketball game? Uh, we went. So actually we went to a game and it was playing Texas. Mm. And I think it was, uh, Kevin Durant went to Texas, right? Yeah. 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 Kevin yeah. Durant. So, so he was out there. Right. So I'm, uh, we, we had to, um, we, we had to join the, the Wells Fargo. It wasn't called that back then. And, like, I'm at the Villanova game. I'm seeing, seeing some, like, local Kevin players Durant. and stuff that I know. Huh? I said, you seeing 18-year-old Kevin Durant at Texas get to it. That's crazy. Bro, he put up it, – it's crazy. But, see, but it's crazy because Villanova, like, shut him down. I think he had, like, 11 points. You know, oh, KD okay. gets buckets, bro. That's you feel me? Time. But I just remember he was, like, the height, this tall, skinny kid from Texas. He killing it. And we shut him down. You know what I mean? The Villanova won. And like looking back on it, I didn't know the magnitude of that. But I'm like, yo, I watched Kevin, I watched like Kevin Durant get shut like. down in person, bro. Like that was crazy, bro. You feel me? Bro, I can only imagine, dog. Like, yeah, that's right, yo. So the visit was cool. Everybody was cool, man. And um uh uh it it, it, it went great, yo. It went great. And and shout out, shout out to my uh my big bro, man, in the playing fullback. For the um the, the Redskins man name excuse me at the time man I feel like a jerk but I'm gonna text it to you. Oh he he, he was one that hosted you. Yeah he was one of the hosts me he ended up playing fullback for the Redskins for a long time man and okay. um gosh man I can't believe his name is escapes me bro but he was a linebacker they wanted me to be a linebacker and he was supposed to be like he was gonna be like I was gonna be like his uh, uh protege and mm-hmm. that would have been dope because I'd have been nice bro because he was the man bro he got drafted out of Villanova. And ended up playing fullback for a long time for the Redskins and killing stuff, bro. Mm, you feel me? So, um, yeah. but uh, shouts to him. He he works for the league now. Uh, as my dog, man. I, I, I got to look at my phone. I can't believe I forget his name. I was just texting him like a few months ago, <laughs> bro. But yeah. anyway, man. And, um, and so after the Villanova, after the Villanova visit, you visited Iowa after that? Oh, no. Bro, at the end of the Villanova visit, we sitting in the office with the head coach, me and my parents, and him and he gonna say, you know, hey, we don't really know. We got a kid that's got a medical. We don't know if he's gonna like stay or not. So we don't really know if we have the scholarship, oh, but we still want you to commit. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna go take my Iowa visit. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like, you know, you bring up there play these games. Like, I had an Iowa visit, but I'm still coming to show love. I'm like, you know mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. We ain't doing this. We ain't doing this. So mm-hmm. it was actually funny because the the coach came to came to Iowa, or excuse me, he um he had actually like called and was like, "Man, you sure you not you want to go to Iowa? You might get lost in the shuffle." And that right there had me like, "I'm definitely going to Iowa now because you just said I can't do it." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They think right. I'm good enough. You say I'm nah, bro. Stay where you at. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I forget Coach Ferentz, he uh they. They actually came to visit him and Coach Wilson. Coach Wilson's from the area. I couldn't find out. Coach Wilson knew my pops from back in the day. You feel mm-hmm. me? And um, his pops was the 
was the, the basketball coach at Rutgers Camden, where my dad played baseball. And oh, then, okay, okay, come okay. to find out, his pops went to high school with my grandpops that owned the law office in Canvas. So I'm like, oh, wow. Yo, that's Godsend, bro. Yeah, like, that's, that's all world. God. Mm-hmm, I got to go mm-hmm. to Iowa for sure. Mm-hmm. And that was literally my only offer. So mm-hmm. Coach Ferris and Wilson came to my wrestling practice. It was pretty cool, man. I sat and talked with them. Then they went to my grandpop's office where my pop worked. And they sat, you know, uh, and talked with him and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it was really good, man. It was a really that's good dope. visit. Yeah. And, um, you know, to the Iowa visit, and that was the week before signing day, man. And, uh, oh, okay. Yep. Then my letter of intent the following week, man. So that was, that was that, man. I was. And that's crazy. You visited, you visited, uh, a week before signing day. So they was, that was literally like, like the last, like the last minute kind of deal. I was the last guy, I think I was the last guy to sign out of our class. Mm, wow. That's crazy. So man, it, talk- well, I think it might have been Balogun Bernstein because they had other offers and right, they right. waited so the they, last minute. But right, I was right. like, and they, and they, they picked late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. So obviously, uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but you know, we came in Iowa together in 2007. So just talk about that transition, man. Going from New Jersey to Iowa City. Obviously, we lived in the same dorms. We was in the same meeting rooms. We both yeah. registered in 2007. We was both on kickoff all season 2008. <laughs> so, talk, 2009, talk about bro, what you mean? 2000, <laughs> 2008 and 2009. <laughs> so, talk about just talk, just talk about that transition. Um, obviously, I obviously I know a lot about it because I was right there with you. But you know, just for the listeners and viewers who don't really know, just talk about that. You know, transition, how you started to gain weight and get stronger, just all those kinds of things. Yeah. So the transition to Iowa was different. It was definitely a culture shock. And I grew up in Blackwood, New Jersey. Blackwood, New Jersey is a very mixed community, you know. For a while there, it, it wasn't, but it is, like, as I got older. So I was familiar with being the only black kid in class for a long time. So I come out to Iowa, I'm like, all right, bet. This ain't nothing I'm not used to, not realizing, like, it's, like, the East Coast is way different from rural America, bro. You know what I mean? So I, I learned that quick. I'm like, dang, like... <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, I'm used to being me, I'm the only brother in class. But I'm like, nah, the culture was different though. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, some of my white friends ain't going to fit in out here if they came out here, bro. Like, but that's just the difference. And and that's right. actually the beautiful thing I learned is like, it pays to go and live somewhere different than what you're familiar with. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. now you learn so much more, you exposed to, to, to different stuff, exactly. you know. But it was definitely that that culture shock in that way for me. Like a lot mm-hmm. of y'all came in there like, I never met a white person before. This is crazy. I came in there like, oh, I know white people. I'm good. Oh shoot, this ain't what I'm familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> I really was messed up. Like, dang, right, right. this is crazy. And you came like, in, it, it, and it, you it, came in. You weighed. I remember I weighed like two nineteen when I came in. You were what were you like two thirty, two twenty five? So on my visit, I was two oh seven because I was yeah. wrestling. Yeah. And I was 231 when we did the official weigh-in. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, so me and you, we was about the same same spot in that. Yeah, But, yeah. That, you know, that, that first year, you know, it was crazy, man. We, you know, we in a whole different spot. And, and, and like, everybody's like, yo, this place is not like home. Like, yeah, right, right, right. nothing remotely close to it. Ain't nothing out here. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing to do but, like, get thrown and – it's like I'm not, right. I'm not trying to do that, man. Like it's not, right, it's right, not right. bad. You feel me? Exactly. And uh, school is just, just was, just was different, man. Like that, that, it was good though, cause, cause it made a man out of us. I'll say because we had to overcome 
all mm-hmm. those different uh, adversities, obstacles, you know, yeah, hardships yeah. in that way, and then yeah. not playing. You know, mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. tough too. That's I remember, you, I remember, uh, two thousand seven. We basically used to do the same thing every week. We would, we would go to practice. We, would, you know, we was both on scout team, so we would try to like mm-hmm. practice well. We knew that we knew to get the scout team player of the year award was like what they said all the guys ahead of us did, good players. So we did that. We went super hard in the weight room, obviously lifting all those weights, having to gain weight. I, I feel like both of us gained weight, started to gain weight pretty fast. We, we was really focused. I remember, I remember us, all the away games, when we, didn't tra- when, we didn't, when we didn't travel, we would watch the games together and, you know, eat pizza mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Talk about next year when we was going to ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and then to go into the next year, and still not really play. I can remember us getting in a couple games, a couple games, like blowout games. I remember like Indiana was a blowout game. And obviously yeah. we played, we was on kick return. Uh, Wisconsin was a blowout game. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin as well. So just talk about when you started to pick up weight and you started to kind of start yeah. to get, get that confidence. Like, no, I'm like, I can do this. But then you still kind of had to wait till turn. You know, we had to play special teams. And mm-hmm. we felt like we should have been playing. We felt like we was good enough. We felt like we practiced well enough to yeah. play, especially in 2009. And, and, and we, did, we didn't start on goal line in 2008, but we started on goal line in 2009. So we did start getting some solid, okay snaps in some games in 2009, but it was also a lot of games where we didn't get any snaps. So just talk about that transition. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so I'll never forget in 2007, like the first year, we kind of, I remember I came in at camp humming. Yeah, 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 I remember people, boy, I'll never forget, never forget, I'm out here, man, first day, step in the first, first day in Iowa ever in July, I saw Seth Olsen, Rob Bruggerman, hey, mm-hmm. you guys offensive linemen? Oh, yeah, man, we are, good, because I'm a bleep, a bleep y'all cats when we get on the field, and that's what I did, you know what <laughs> I mean, so, right. in 2007, camp comes, I'm like, yo, I'm going, yeah, 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 and then once it kind of hit my mind, like, yo, I'm not about to play this year. Oh, man, I was the play. I was like, oh, my God, yo. I only, <laughs> yo, I only want to go to practice. What's the point? You feel me, bro? <laughs> so, <laughs> so when 2008 came, it was like, all right, let me hunker down. Let me really focus on steps, mm. technique, and all that, yeah. and, and make it so that they can't deny me, right? Mm. And, and we started showing up. Mm. We started showing up. Mm. And it, it, it's funny, too, because uh, I'll never forget our D-line coach was used to say, you was better when you was an effing freshman. And I'm like, yo, you're actually right. Because I thought I knew I was actually, I thought I was even going to play. I was trying to take somebody's job. And y'all wouldn't even go let Morgan get no burn. You had that energy. You had that energy. (laughs) Yeah, bro. But 2008, that was a a wake-up call. Like, it was good to get some snaps. And Mm -hmm. you just had that feeling of, man, if I can beat our guys, like our starters in practice, then, or at least be competitive with them, that I can definitely play in the game and I'm only going to get better. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get that time on the field, it's hard to get better. So mm-hmm. practice, and we, me and you said this, bowl prep, spring ball camp, they're terrible. They suck. They're the worst thing in the world, but they're mm-hmm. necessary evils. Right, right, right. So and I remember because we knew we weren't necessarily going to play, we went even harder in the weight room. Mm-hmm. I remember me and you were setting records, bro. We was like the top of st- – top – in the speed, getting close oh, to there with the lifts, mm-hmm. compared to all the seniors and like mm-hmm. getting close to records, like it, yo, at a, bro, yep, like we at was a, at a young it, age. Man. Yep, at a young age, we definitely had that mindset, um, knowing that you know we had to go hard and strength and yes. conditioning to give ourselves a chance. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and, and it definitely paid out, paid off later on 
-hmm. But, I, you know, 2008, now, we were both on kick return. Mm -hmm. Remember, <laughs> me and Carl both got blasted out. <laughs> Iowa State got knocked out, bro. Yeah. I, I never forget. Bro, I never, African I never forget came that. downhill. Bro, I'll put never me forget to that, sleep, bro. that 2008 Iowa State game, yeah, that shit was physical. Listen, that's when I realized, oh, okay, these bulls hate us. And it's crazy because <laughs> on defense, I was killing it. Had like a tackle, had mm -hmm. like a couple pressures on the boy or not. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, Buddy just caught me slipping, bro. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah know? That, and then I, that's, yeah. That, shit was, that shit was like, that shit sounded bro. like a car crash, man. Oh, yeah, you were standing right there. <laughs> and and the problem right is, problem is, I left y'all. We were supposed to double the ball. And I took off like, nah, I'm going to give him everything I got. And right. I dropped my head, hit me right uh, on the crown. Thank God I ain't, I ain't break nothing. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You feel All me? Right. Exactly. That's, that's, that could have been bad. But yeah, he laid, mm -hmm. I got laid down, bro. And I, I ain't not afraid, afraid to say it. And if I ever see that boy, I'm going to shake his hand like, yo, thank you for Welcome right, me right, to the right. NCAA. You know what I mean? What, what? I knew the rivalry was like at that. I knew this rivalry was real. I'm like, yo, these dudes hate us. Mm -hmm, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they never win again, right? So uh, mm -hmm. after that, we played Pitt, and then the final after that, I was in on kickoff return again. Like, so I actually <laughs> wasn't on kickoff return in 2008. After the first, oh, four okay, games, okay, okay. After yeah. the first four games, yeah, I stayed but on there the whole year. But in 2009. It was crazy. I, I forget. I remember in beginning the camp, like we both was like, "All right, yo, this is our time, bro. Like we gonna, at worst, we gonna be in rotation." Exactly. And, exactly. Like I know for me, the first two practices, I caught bad cramps, mm -hmm. and they was like, "Yo, you're so out of shape that you can't be the starter." Then they put Ballard inside, which is what mm -hmm. they really wanted to do from the beginning, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that was it from there on out. I didn't mm -hmm. play the rest of the year, bro. Like we barely played, bro. We yeah, so, barely played so, against you and I, bro. You know what I mean? That's an so yeah, man. We that, didn't that, play against Arkansas State. Yeah, we did. We, that's yeah, one we did. of them games. We didn't get no snaps. Where all due respect, to Arkansas State. The, all due respect to them. That's the game where the starters supposed to be sitting by halftime. We could. We didn't. Mm -hmm. We didn't get a snap, bro. But you that know, that so game actually that, that game actually ended up being close. We only we ended up only beating them by like a field goal, I think. Like 24, yeah, yeah, 21 no, it was, or something. It was, like it was stupid close though. It was stupid close. But uh, that was my next question. You know, 2009 we was 11 and two. That was like a really big season for us. Mm -hmm. Does any, does anything or any moments uh, stand out to you? Because, like you said, we started on goal line, but uh, we didn't get the amount of snaps that we felt like we deserved. You know, especially just watching all the practice tape and the game tape, and understanding that we we used to practice pretty perfect, and we we knew that if we was at any other university, we would be we would be in a rotation. And we was literally the only other two guys that even played that didn't start. So it was literally, we were yeah. six deep. We were six deep, but yeah. five and six guys <laughs> didn't get a lot of snaps. Do you have any moments in that season that, like, stood out to you? Because, okay, like, I feel like, I think we got, like, eight snaps versus Wisconsin at the end. And we got some pressures. Uh, we, we had, like, some goals. I got a sack. You caused the intercept. Listen, I got yeah, a sack. Yeah. You caused the interception, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we had some goal line plays versus Michigan State. Before Marv caught that pass, we stopped him from scoring. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh, we had some, we had, you know, we had a couple. I don't think we, we didn't get no snaps versus Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, no snaps, no snaps in the Orange Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, man, just talk about any moments that, st that stood out to you that season. Since it was, a, it was a good season for us to be a part of. Yeah, man, that season, I don't even got the Orange Bowl ring. I don't want it. I don't want it. I ain't play. 
<laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, ain't, I ain't even get, I ain't get no snacks. Listen, if it wasn't for kick return, I wouldn't. Bro, I wouldn't have varsity lettered if it wasn't for kick return. In fact, mm-hmm. in fact I played more the year before. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, I, I would be interested to look at the stats. You probably did play more than. No, I did play more the year before, bro. If it wasn't <laughs> for kickoff return, I wasn't going to be a varsity mm-hmm, letter mm-hmm. that year, man. So mm-hmm. I, it, my mentality was stood out. I'm gonna say what stood out to me last because it leads in the next thing. But that year, um, the mentality was like, all right, y'all not gonna play me cool. I'm gonna make sure you can't deny me. I don't know when that's gonna be, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let y'all deny me again. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. poke the bear, bro. And I bite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I eat. Mm-hmm. So, what? What? Uh, I had the mentality like, yo, it's time. And me and you, we turned it up in the weight room. And you I remember. What you know what's funny, man? I remember. And, and, and hold up, hold up. Remember, remember, <laughs> they used to do dogs. Period. It was pass rush. Period. Against, and they would have the twos versus the ones. And mm-hmm. me and you would be given the starting offensive line hell. Every what was that? Uh, 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 what was that? Wednesday, right? That was that was mm-hmm. practice. Every mm-hmm. Wednesday, we was given the starting offensive line hell. Even they even even block us, bro. Even even bowl game week two, like uh, before the Orange Bowl, and remember, Coach Ferns made bro. us like run to the other field and start the whole thing over. <laughs> I I just knew. Yeah, no, he said the offense on the lap. Because we uh-huh. was killing them, bro. I just uh-huh. knew we was playing in the Orange Bowl. But even if we wasn't, I was like, it's all good. Because I'm going to kill these dudes in practice. And I'm going to keep getting ready. So that when I do play, you ain't going to be able to take me off the field. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we took pride in kick return, bro. Mm-hmm. People was diving out of our way on the wedge. We was <laughs> flat. I mean, we was flatlining cats. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget me and Wade Leopard, man. Shout out to Wade, bro. Andy, <laughs> Deanna. Yeah. Buddy literally dove at the ground, bro. <laughs> dove at the ground. We went to hit him, bro. Like we was killing people, man. But we had to take you had to take pride in whatever you're gonna get on the field. And that's one thing I learned was with well, any moment you get on the field, whatever you're doing, you gotta take pride in it, man. So I'm gotcha. I'm very thankful for you know having to ride the pine that whole season, bro. Because <laughs> it was definitely humbling. And I guess the moment that I remember the most was the orange bowl, like. Mm. I couldn't even celebrate. Right, I was right, like, right. yo, that's what's up. That's why that's why I sent I you that. I should have been on that field. Yeah, I sent you that picture um of the picture that we took after the Orange Bowl. Uh and our both of our faces, obviously we was happy we won, but our faces kind of just looked sour, like man, we ain't getting no like, snaps. Like not bro, even not two snaps in the game. You know what I mean? And bro, and so, it's not like we was it's not like we were sitting behind seniors. We were sitting behind guys we came in with a year ahead of us, bro. And it was like Exactly. Guys that in drills, we would do better than a one-on-ones or blocks or whatever. And it'd exactly. be like a oh, I don't see that. He's gonna be the starter no matter what. He okay, yeah, yeah, he can be yeah. the starter. Cool. Can I get some exactly? Reps exactly. Now, can I get, can I I get some run? Like, cool, I like and that. so and, and so, so crazy, when the bro. orange uh-huh. when the orange bowl ended, that was the most impactful moment because I'm like, gotcha. That's what I was just about to talk about, bro. Because gotcha. I remember, bro, gotcha. I had I had flew to Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland, and I remember you texting me, like, bro, we ain't we ain't, like with the energy, like, but we ain't get no snaps in a, in a, like, when we get back to Iowa City, we, we about to be doing this, we about to Yo. be doing this Taekwondo, this swimming, we Yo. about to get it in. <laughs> and listen, here's some people don't know, bro. Before games, me and you used to be in our hotel room, like lifting, like doing band workouts, push ups, dips, sit ups, getting our stance, bro, doing the grippers. Yeah, yeah. we was getting ready. 
ready. We were getting ready, man. A lot of people don't know that, man. I know. We did a lot just to get, just to try to get some reps, bro. Just just to try to get get an opportunity. I know the other guys weren't doing that. All respected them. I love them. They my brothers. Mm -hmm. But I know they wasn't putting in that kind of tick. You know what I mean? So know it, bro. I'll never forget. Soon we got to Iowa City. Me and you started doing the MMA training with the Bull Grant. We started uh-huh. doing uh, Taekwondo with, with Vicky and, uh, and, 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 and Nate Aston. Aston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um <laughs> and I, I, listen. I, I think I think that definitely elevated all doing all that extra work that we did um all 2010. I mean all of that 2010 uh, offseason leading into the 2010 season, it definitely elevated both of our games, man. And and that's and I feel like that mindset, and that's what that was gonna be my next question. Talk about obviously we all knew that you was a dog, everybody knew that, but as we knew, we had the starters coming back. When were we going to be able to get any reps 2010 season, right? And then you had the incident happen with Bride. He gets a DUI. He gets suspended the first few games. So at this point, they couldn't, they couldn't deny you. Like, you had, you had to be a starter. You had to start, at least for those two games. So just talk about that offseason, everything we did, you knowing that you was ready for your opportunities as, as soon as it got there and uh, the football guys was in your favor. Something happened with another guy. He messed up. And – you was able to start, and you went stupid. <laughs> so just talk about that. <laughs> Bro, yo, like, by midseason, I had more sacks and tackles for loss than the entire D-line combined. The mm-hmm. original four starters, mm-hmm. my numbers were better than theirs combined, bro. Right. You feel me? <laughs> you can't tell me that work ain't pay off. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, exactly. um... Bro, it, it, I had, <laughs> like, the, the opportunity presented itself. Mm-hmm. I remember the first game, we both got a sack mm-hmm. against yep. Eastern Illinois. You remember? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, but, but, it's on. And, and then, and then Iowa remember, State, then remember, we, remember but, Iowa State? Remember, I, well, remember we was getting ready for the Iowa State game 2010. You know, we was always roommates before the games. And and they, they showed the commercial, like, they showed the – because that game was on ESPN, I think, and they showed, like, you know, the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones play at three, whatever, and they showed the highlights from the first game, and they showed me and you getting the set, and we was going crazy, we was like, let's go! Yo, we was turnt. Yo, we was turnt, man. <laughs> we was super turnt. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> and so when that game came, we came and we played, bro, and we blew them out, yeah. and we showed up, and then I remember we went to Arizona, and they just jumped mm-hmm. out on us all crazy. But I remember that game, I had a, ta- a sack and a tackle for loss and back-to-back plays, bro. Uh, I mean, uh, it was Ari- like, yo, Arizona? what, you not going to play me? That was Arizona? What's up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when – oh, yeah, because that's when Bride came back and they put him back into the start lineup. But Arizona had a squad. They had uh, Nick Foles was the quarterback, uh, Brooks Reed. They had Brooks Reed on the other side defensive yep. end. They had, they had a good squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they yeah. was good, man. And the offensive yeah. line was big. You feel yeah. me? But none of that mattered. But I feel like man, we punched them. I feel like from that point on, obviously 2010, um, Brian came back and he started, I think, a couple more games, but then you but then you I forgot what game it was, but they put you back in the start lineup and you started the rest of the season, right? Michigan State. Cause okay. they started him again in Wisconsin, you know, and Michigan State, they just they just was like, because I, I mean, because I, I actually just watched that game and my my homie, uh, I ain't going to put, you know what I mean, the guard, I, I was just killing him on the interior, just knocking him back every play. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It was one play, I took one buddy and just tossed him and got a tackle on the line, bro. And I'm like, yo, what's up? And they they just they just kept me as a starter. And then the next week, mm-hmm. we beat Michigan State. 
Yeah, I remember that. But it was ranked number five. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, Le- Le'Veon Bell, Kirk I Cousins. Went crazy in that five. game. Yeah, I remember you had like two or three tackles for loss. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and we so, ended up we ended up blowing them out. That's when exactly Micah, when Micah or no Saz uh, got uh, got rest him. God bless the dead. Yeah, RP um, Yeah, he got this that that interception and then pissed it to Micah Hyde and Micah ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a crazy play. That was a crazy play. I, I remember. I just. I just remember there was still some flip flop. You know, uh, we we had the throwback game against um, Ball State. Ball I think State. he was still oh, starting. Yeah. And, went, and you went. I'm like, stupid. yo, listen. Like, I'm like, you? y'all don't want to play me against, you know, a smaller conference school against Arkansas State. Let me show you how a D lineman is supposed to produce against a school <laughs> that all due respect to them, but don't have this. You know, what I mean, the kind of training that we have. And I went and oh, got dude. four tackles for loss, six tackles in a sack. You feel me? You had like four or five tackles for loss. Like you were I'm like, yo, stupid, this how you this ain't supposed to be no close game. <laughs> yeah, we moved them out like 50 to nothing. That pissed me off, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the week because the year before it was a close game against Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like? <laughs> y'all always do all this talking, don't underestimate them, but we still should be blowing them out. Mm-hmm. Yet we got a close game. I'm like, no. As soon as I get on the field, I'm gonna show y'all how you're so and guess what? Oh, you was going against this school. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause we almost just lost to a school like that the year before. But I, cause I did good against, I guess it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, it's all good, bro. It's all good. Yeah, uh, man. So t- talk about, uh, talk about like, you know. So 2010, you you finished that season pretty good. In 2011, obviously that's our senior year. You have an outstanding senior year. Uh, I think then you have like ten and a half sacks or something like that. Our senior year, like total after the Oklahoma game. Uh, nine. It was I'm, supposed to be ten, okay. but they didn't give me that one against uh, uh, Louisiana Monroe, man. That that okay. should have been mine. They gave it to my dog, <laughs> Nardo. Shout out to Nardo. Tom yeah, Nardo. Shout, yeah, shout out to Nardo. Yeah, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, man. But um, they uh, uh they get, they let him have that, and he rocked out that game, you know. But mm-hmm. I, so I, yeah, I, man. I had nine, and I had okay. two against Oklahoma when it counted. Two against Oklahoma and the tackle for loss, man. And mm-hmm. that's it was number one offense in the country, bro. Yeah, they and, was. Know, yeah, and that was Jones, good. Yeah, they. Lanji Jones, Kenny Stills, yeah, they, yeah, they had it, they had it humming up there, man. Uh, yeah, so yeah, man. man. So obviously, you know, we delve into the IO experience, talked about all the ups and downs. So talk about, man, the 2012 NFL draft. Talk about just the draft process. I know, obviously, you wanted to go like first or second round, but then you had the shoulder surgery. You had the shoulder mm-hmm. surgery, so you didn't work out for teams at pro day, but you did like April because I remember I worked out with you uh, for a couple of teams mm-hmm. in April before the draft, and then. Uh, just talk about, like, if you can, try to relive the draft process and then the draft day, you going in the fourth round and just kind of finally yeah. saying that, hey, I made it. Hey, mom, dad, I made it. I got drafted. Talk, t- try to relive that if you can. Man, I I just remember I was really banking on killing people at the senior bowl because that's what would have happened. I remember banking on killing at the combine because that's what would have happened, you know, based off of how I've done against guys that were going to be at the senior bowl. And then based off of how the training sessions went, my numbers were crazy. Mm -hmm. I did 27 reps on the bench with the torn labrum, Mm -hmm. with the unhealthy Mm -hmm. shoulder. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But I I remember that didn't happen. I said, okay, I I have to uh, just really make sure I'm on top. I'm as good as I can possibly be Mm -hmm. for when that time comes. And I remember sitting around watching the first round. I knew I wasn't going for first round, but you Mm -hmm. still have that, you know, it is more so like, all right, let me see the guys getting drafted. 
Yeah. And I'm watching guys getting drafted. I'm like, I don't even know who this is. Like, then I'm seeing guys getting drafted or that didn't get drafted. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought he would have went first round. I'm talking strictly at D tackle. Mm-hmm. So the next day came and I said, okay, today is still a long shot. But, you know, I, I if it don't happen, hey, it is what it is. But I'm competitive, bro. Mm-hmm, right, and I'm right. seeing guys come off the board and I'm like, <laughs> and you felt like you was better than. I knew. I mean, I knew I was better than. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's cool. Everything will come out in the wash eventually, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. And by the day the fourth round came, I'm salty. I'm like, all right. So when I got the call, I was like, that's what's up. Because mm-hmm. when I come in there, I'm going to break somebody's face. And that's just <laughs> what the mentality was, bro. Right. You know what I mean? And more or less did that. See what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But when, when I got the call, I was hype like anybody mm-hmm. else. You right. know, it was at my aunt's house, and all the family was by. It was, it was a really awesome day, mm-hmm. and I actually got drafted on, uh, you know, my boy's side. It's like my best friend, bro. You know what I mean? Me and him, you know what I mean? That's my dog, man. I got drafted. He was a huge Packers fan, so I got drafted on his birthday to his favorite team, so that was crazy, oh, wow. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so once again, so it's you know, Yeah, you know he was super happy. <laughs> <laughs> what turn? Super, super happy, super, super duper happy, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I remember getting that call, and it was like, it was a mixed feeling. It was a great gratefulness, appreciation. I can't if like it wasn't disbelief because once you go through college, you really understand. Oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So, so it's it a wasn't different like disbelief. feeling after that. Yeah, it's a different right, feeling but after it, that. It was still that feeling of wow. That's, right. This is crazy. So this, this happens for me, like like this actually happened, right? Yeah. And then there was also still that feeling of I have a lot to prove. Exactly, I have a lot exactly. to prove, man. Because exactly. then by that point, I was almost a fifth rounder. There were really were some guys coming off the board, and I'm like, dang, man, mm-hmm. I'm being overlooked big time. But that's cool. I understand my situation. I'm yeah, undersized. Yeah. I just had, and I just had a shoulder surgery, so mm-hmm. that's all right. You know, we will, we'll see how everything shakes out when I get the green back. Right, right, right. And so that was that. I'm glad you said that. That segue to my next question. You know, I think you spent seven seven years with the Packers, uh, or yeah, seven or eight years. And you know, you I know your rookie season. I remember like you felt like you weren't getting a lot of snaps, and uh, yeah, you weren't like getting your just due, even though you had proved yourself. And then just every year, your second year and third year, you got better and better. You started getting more time. Ultimately, into working yourself into a household name, right? You ended up getting the extension um, with the Packers. Uh, you know, t- test the bag, test the bag that all professional athletes want to test, like that second contract, that extension. You know, that you'd be able to set your family up for generations. And uh, so, just talk about those first seven years, bro, and with the Packers. Some moments that stand out to you. You played in big games, so, you know, on all these different on. on uh, uh, NBC, and you played in a bunch of playoff games. You played with one of the best quarterbacks I'll ever live, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, you, you was blessed to test that extension and be able to uh, solidify a foundation for your family, man. So just talk about some moments that stand out to, to you your first seven years with the Packers. My, my first moment that stood out to me in Green Bay was I was there early because I had rehab for my shoulder. And Charles, like, the locker room was still dark. Like, well, lights weren't all the way on yet, and um, like some of them won, obviously, but it was dark. It was before anybody was there, and this was during mini camp. Okay. And Charles Woodson, <laughs> Wood, 
came up to me. I'm sitting in my locker. Literally, him and I are the only ones in the locker room. He's like, man, man, how your shoulder doing? I'm like, I can hardly talk. Like, yo, Charles Wilson just came up and asked me how I'm doing, bro. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. yo, I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, Will. I'm good, man. I'm getting there. He's like, all right, man, we really going to need you this year. I was like, yo! <laughs> Y'all call the whole family. Charles Wilson said they're going to need me. Yo, it's about to go down. This is crazy. Charles Wilson, you hit me up. Oh, my God. Yo, this crazy Charles Wilson. Yo, he came up to me. He know Charles Wilson knows I'm on the team. He actually knows I'm on the team. <laughs> yo, that, yo, I already know that, that was a moment. Know. Yeah, I know that. That you know. was a moment, man. It oh. did. And then, uh, uh, and then, so that was one, man. That was like the biggest one I can mm-hmm. remember is mm-hmm. that. And then from there on, it just started to be like the dominoes were falling from like all the other guys, like mm-hmm. the D lineman. I'm in a room with BJ Rodgers, who's a pro, but a guy who I looked up to, right? Mm-hmm. Or look, looked up to rather, Mike Neal. And remember, we saw Mike in college, and we was I like, how yeah. does a human look like that, bro? You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that, bro. Me and you, I was like, yo, LeBron, that's how you gonna look when we seen this, bro. <laughs> and then um uh Ryan Pickett mm-hmm. who played like he was a 12-year vet, and they're looking at me, you know, do the stuff that we did at Iowa, you know what I mean? And they're like, Man, how do you do this certain technique? How do you do this certain form? D coordinator pointing me out, thrashing like all pro guards, like, mm-hmm. look, this is how you play the run. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and um, the offensive lineman showing respect. Like, I never forget Josh Sitton, mm-hmm. who's a phenomenal guard. He was the one of the best. He was the best guard in football for like three years straight at one point. Yeah, I remember. And that. I remember he, he came up to me before uh, the Browns preseason game, mm-hmm. and he said, "Hey, dude, I'm just let you know, don't make me a liar, because I talked real good about you in the media." I'm like, "Yo, Josh Sitton showed me props and gave me props in the media. Yeah, he yeah. showed me love in the media. Yeah." But it's just cool. I'll never forget Clay Matthews said to me, hey, man, I don't want to say this too loud or whatever, but I'm putting Clay out there. He said, I love when you come on the field. You bring a certain level of intensity and violence to the game, man. And I love your mm-hmm. mentality. I'm like, oh, I love. So yeah, you get yeah, the respect yeah. like that get from that your respect. peers. It really lets you know, like, yeah, let me keep working. Respect. Let me keep doing what I'm doing, man. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like that, man. Good locker room, man. Really good dudes, great teammates, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are guys you like to go to war with. It played in two. I played in two NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. One where arguably we should, we definitely should have won. Another one we got blown out. So it it was. But to be in that atmosphere is crazy. Playing yeah. in the playoff game is insane because yeah. you know I can when only this is imagine. over, it's over. Yeah. When. When this is over, it's over, bro. Like, leading into the playoff games, was there any, like, anxieties? Like, man, like, because, you know, us growing up, I'm sure you watch football growing up. You watch these playoff yeah. games. You want to go to the Super Bowl, and now you actually playing in them. Like, you starting in them. Right, right. Was there any yeah. kind of anxiety? Like, man, wow, this is really my life? Or it's kind of like, no, this is football. This is what I've been doing. Like, um, the first one I played in was when, like, Kaepernick was killing us with the zone read. Nobody had seen it yet. He mm-hmm. ran for a stupid amount of yards. I remember that. That's the that, right. That's the first one I played. Well, excuse me, the first one before that was against the Vikings. So that that almost didn't feel like a playoff game because we literally just played them the week before, and it was like, oh, okay, 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 we're playing the Vikings again, and you know we beat them. That one against the 49ers, though, that one felt like a playoff game. It was like mm. crazy, man. What? 
<laughs> and the atmosphere there was crazy. They had two chains. That's back when he was like on. You know what right, I mean? Right. He was performing before every kickoff they had. It was just crazy, bro. <laughs> the crazy atmosphere. Uh, I remember watching that game. Yeah. And what? So that and then that that was crazy. And they came to Lambo the next year. We was had some. We had some. You know some salt in our blood for that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we lost on the final field goal. That was a tight game. Mm-hmm. And then playing against Dallas, you know, cause they, that's when they offensive line first really started becoming the offensive line. And we killed the run game that week. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then we lost to Seattle in the championship game. But like those, those playoff games, the first one, like I mm-hmm. said, just felt like a regular game. Cause th- th- there was like a feeling of, okay, this is Minnesota. We know how to beat them. We played the 49ers. It was like, yo, they whooped us the first week. We can't let this happen again. And it did. Mm-hmm. But but it really like it had that playoff atmosphere. It was it was insane, man. It was mm-hmm. crazy. It really was crazy. Man, so, who would you say, you know, you your eight years in the league going into year nine, who would you say was the best center guard that you ever went against? Best center guard. Um the best guard I went against, I would have to say it was Josh Sitton. That was in practice. Right, okay. Because yeah. he, he he blocked in a way that he was so big, he was so strong, he just grabbed you. Mm-hmm. Now, I would still do well against him, and he definitely made me better because nobody else blocked like him. See what okay. I mean? Yeah. And I say this, and I always say this, Zach Martin is the best pass blocking guard in the NFL. And he has for the Cowboys, right? Right. Now, he's okay. a good run blocker, right? Okay. But like most guys, you know, I've seen him get beat in the run. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him get beat in the pass. Wow. He is great. He is the best pass blocking guard in the NFL. So, mm. he gets that from me every day of the week, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he is a very – so he's a great technician in the pass block, man. He is mm-hmm. the best in the league at that. Mm-hmm. And as for centers – uh. I'd say Hudson, Rodney Hudson, uh, Travis Frederick, Travis or uh, um, Jason Kelsey. Okay. It's okay. like 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 I played against a. There's a lot more guys at center that I'm like that dude was really good to mm-hmm. me versus guards, right? Mm-hmm. But th- those like I, I can list off centers for days, man. Like there's a really good center here, Corey Lindsley in Green Bay. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah I know. Frank Ragno and uh. Detroit is good. Like, there's a lot of really good centers out there. So okay. I can't really say, you know, the best. Oh, then Jari Evans played against him. and Oh, yeah, for the Saints. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Jari was mm-hmm. like, I had to make sure I played a perfect game or else I was going to look bad. Oh, wow. He was that good. Yes. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, So, man, obviously – I think when you make it to the NFL, every guy's one one of one of um, every guy's goals obviously win a Super Bowl and but also be a top one hundred player, right? And so you was able to be a top one hundred player three years in a row: two thousand sixteen at number ninety five, two thousand seventeen at number eighty four, two thousand eighteen at number ninety three. Um, just talk about those three years, man. Like, uh, what did you really tap into to be able to gain the respect of your peers to the point where? they had to make sure you were in the top 100 for three years straight. And two things that stood out to me, I mean, obviously I've been knowing you since we was 18, but just, right, right. just the dog mentality that like talking, 
like talking to Trent Williams, like an a, a eight-time Pro Bowl. I'm looking at you. What you think I'm looking at? Like you know, just <laughs> word, <laughs> and, then, and then you and then Adrian and then I mean Adrian Peterson, what ten year All Pro? I mean one of the best running backs we've ever seen in our of all our time. Don't run, don't run in my hole again. Yeah, yo, don't come my way again. Like <laughs> just like that dog mentality, dog. Like what did you be able? What, what what did you tap into to be able to have that consistency to be top one hundred three years in a row? Because that kind of that kind of stuff, playing in the trenches on the D-line, it usually don't happen, especially not at D-tackle. Maybe D-ends, if they get a lot of sacks. Right. But at D-tackle, bro, that's something different. And it's only a handful of you right. guys that did that three years in a row. It's like you, the guy from the Bengals. It's only a handful of guys that was in there every year. Yeah, man. I for sure have to say what I learned at Iowa, and that was just the consistency mm-hmm. of being in position mm-hmm. and then controlling offensive linemen. I'm not trying to run around somebody. I'm not just flying off the ball every play. I'm not chasing sacks. I'm getting hands on guys, controlling them, being where I need to be so I can make a play. And when you're watching film, you can look and say, that dude hasn't made a tackle today, right? He doesn't have a sack. But, oh, my God, he's he's disrupting every single play. Right, right, just just disruption. And if he's not disrupting the play, he's whooping the offensive lineman. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you do against that? Mm-hmm. I do not look forward to this because it's going to be every single play is right. going to suck. And every single play, we have to watch where he is. Now, this is stuff I've heard from, you know, guys from across around the league, right? And I think that's 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 what it is because I got voted into the Pro Bowl when I had three sacks at the time. I ended up with five, but I had three at the time. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I was voted first alternate at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, excuse me, I forced that time. And uh, it was just my play style. I'll never forget when I'm watching film as a rookie and I see Justin Smith just pummeling people. I say, you know what? If I'm blessed to go to the Pro Bowl or be recognized, it's because I'm just going to be, you know, a butt kicker. Like, I'm just going to be a guy that's consistently right, right, right. defeating right. the block. Right, right, right. And when you do that, you make plays. You make big plays. You disrupt plays and when coaches are watching film they're seeing who is ruining the game who do we have to make sure like a guy can get a lot of you know sacks or tackles and not necessarily affect the game Mm -hmm. see what i mean Mm -hmm. one thing that has always been said about me was my ability to affect the game my ability to displace offensive linemen and Mm -hmm. i'm just everywhere they don't want me to be. And I think that consistent play that I learned at Iowa in terms of technique and everything mm-hmm. and just overall toughness and mental toughness to stay the course, whether you do bad or good in the play, mm-hmm. I think that right there is what ultimately got me to respect. Got you into that hump, yeah. Exactly, especially amongst other defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been told by people that, like, yeah, our coach put your film on so that we can watch. You know what I mean? I might watch what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't well, how the, the technique. Yeah, the mm-hmm. technique, bro. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Wow. And yeah, that's powerful. you just play with good technique. Players know. Fans don't know this aspect, but players can watch and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's got it. Like, if a player, if a guy gets, you know, a top 100 honor, all pro honor, pro bowl honor, no player in the NFL is surprised mm-hmm. because they say, man, look, I watched this guy. For like years, mm-hmm. he's been great for years, mm-hmm. but circumstance has prevented 
uh, the recognition of it. Mm-hmm. So man, eight, man, man, I mean, eight years in the league, uh, you, you know, you, uh, con- several contract extensions, uh, in the NFC championship games, all the uh, top 103 years in a row. What, what is it? What, what's left to accomplish? I mean, obviously I know you want a Super Bowl ring. Uh, you know, I know that drives every, every NFL player, but other than that, any, is, are there any other uh, individual goals that you have in mind or just that team goal of, of winning the ring? Definitely winning the ring, right? Winning the ring is, that's, that's what we play the game for, man. And just, you know, finishing finishing strong, finishing my career strong. I'm going to play to the wheels fall off, you know, and I want to be able to look back and say, man, I left everything that I had out there. Right, every like single chance I had, every lift, every training session, every speed session, every film session, every practice, every mm-hmm. game. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to live with a regret that, man, that I, I didn't do enough, right? Mm-hmm. So. That that's 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 what I really look forward to is well improving every day more than anything because I'm getting better. Like I'm a better player now than I was three years ago, two years ago, last year, because mm-hmm. I'm con- I'm consistently working. Mm-hmm. I'm always working to get better. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's what like my goal is is just to keep getting better every day. And that's something we learned at Iowa. Like we learned that from Coach Ferris, like, bro. You gotta get better every mm-hmm. day. Find every something day. small to get better at every day, mm-hmm. and that's my mentality now. And I've and I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Every day, I've seen it, man. Exactly. And and, and I, that's 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 like I said, that's my goal, man. Just get, keep getting better every day, and yeah. everything else take care of itself. Oh, it always everything does. Else will take care. Absolutely, it always does. As long as you're getting better. So, I uh, appreciate that answer, bro, and that insight. So, usually at this point, I got two questions left. I'll, I'll ask guys you know, um, about the day that they decided, you know, that they were done with sports and that transition out of sports. But obviously, you're still active. You're still an active player. So I noticed that, you know, you're an avid member of the anime community, the wrestling community. You've hosted you've hosted at the Gospel uh, BET Awards. You've hosted cooking shows with your mom. You've appeared as a guest spot and host on several NFL shows. So what would you say are just some interests that you have outside of sports? Maybe possibly looking at life at after football in like the next five years or you know however long you decide. Yeah. To uh, one thing I love to do, and you've been part of this, and when we get a rolling again, you're gonna be in it too. Is working with the kids, man, coaching kids and stuff, and mm-hmm. that's something that like I really have a passion for is teaching the youth mm-hmm. and guiding them in life, obviously, but being able to teach them football because that's my profession, right? That's what I've studied and uh, specialized in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Definitely anime. That's my stuff, man. Anything pop culture, nerd culture, anime, comics, and that stuff is popular now. So it's actually it's actually a fun time to be a nerd, man. Anime, <laughs> comics, cartoons, like all that stuff, man. That's video games. That's that's my bag, man. That's how, how, that's how definitely you, how something I love. How does it make you feel to be like a pillar, a pillar of a person for that, and you know, as an NFL player? Because like you say, um, it's a lot of guys that have come out since you've come out that, you know, that they're in the anime and comics and wrestling and all these things. Uh, but like you say, it's like cool now. Like you were into it before it was cool, but it's cool to, to now be that. So how does that feel? I'm sure that's a good feeling for you to kind of feel like a pillar to kind of, you know, uh, build that kind of feel, that vibration, you know, as an NFL player. 
Yeah, man, that's <laughs> it, it's, it's very cool because more importantly, goes back to kids. I want I want kids to be able to be themselves, and you know, um, being being black, being a black man in America, like we have been conditioned in such a bad way. Yes. You know, we didn't ask for gangster rap. You know, we had positive rap, and then not the crap on my gangster rap because you know we all turn up to it. Exactly. But you got some people that's not distinguishing the difference between reality and um, somebody telling a story. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, you know, they telling a story. Now, they could be telling a story that's what they lived mm-hmm. or what they've been around mm-hmm. or literally just telling a story. And some mm-hmm. people, it resonates with them to say, yo, that's right. No, that's the struggle. That's real. I'm going to make mm-hmm. sure I don't have to struggle. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do more constructive things. You got some people like, we're turning it on. We're about to go light the block up. You feel exactly, me? Exactly, exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? So like you said, they can't distinguish what's real and what's fake, or what's real yeah. and what's just a story that somebody wrote, literally just lyrics that they songwriting. <laughs> or, or they're saying, yo, I used to do this. Mm-hmm. I live in a nice neighborhood. My kids go to private school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, be, because of that, being a black male, and you being an actor now, you can attest to this, we... You can't really be yourself. You can't have other interests than more or less, you know, acting like like ignorant. Exactly, and that exactly. is changing. And I love that, that that's changing mm-hmm. because more people being held accountable for acting like an ignorant fool. Mm-hmm. You see more black people, you know what I mean? And, and it's always been like that. But now it's okay that people can say, yo, this dude's a nut, bro. We don't need that kind of behavior around versus, yo, he out here, he a shooter, yo, he out here doing this and that. Now it's like, yo, we don't need that. It's no right. good, man. Right, right, right. about that? People mm-hmm. are overcoming their circumstances because social media has allowed people to see, wow, I can make it out. I can do well. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you exactly. feel me? They can keep yeah. in contact with their cousin that went and made it live in the hills now or he's mm-hmm. doing well or whatever. Like, they can keep mm-hmm. in contact cuz can give game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and cuz can feel comfortable coming back without thinking about, yo, I'm going to get held up or this or that going to happen. Like, right, y'all can come right, back. Right. If people, if anything, gonna show love, bro. Yeah, yeah like, it's gonna be love, and, and, and that's my goal is to like, I really want to continue to talk to the youth in general. You know, obviously mm-hmm. our community, but the youth in general that it's okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay mm-hmm. to be yourself, man. You'll go way further in life by being yourself. All right, being who you really are, being like you. attacking your your really your true interests instead of trying to put on like this this facade that you are somebody you know that you really aren't. Absolutely, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely, man. So um, my final question, I always end my, my interviews with the After Effect uh, question. I feel, you know, we've been playing sports since we were seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Um, you know, you still an active player. You still playing. We got over 20 plus years of experience playing sports. And we learn, we go through so many emotions, mixed emotions, wins, losses, pain, rage, courage, uh, uh, you know, things like that. And I feel as athletes, we all have an after effect. We all have lessons that we've learned that we will never forget, that we'll take on with us after the game, that we'll teach our kids. What would you say some of your after effect is? What would you say some lessons are that you learn and are still learning that you uh, will continue to display or continue to move with after football, uh, that you will teach your kids? You know, what's some lessons, some ethics that you learned during your athletic career? Because we've learned and saw so much. I say the endless pursuit of wisdom, right? I always say being smart is having knowledge. Uh, having uh, uh, being wise is the application of knowledge, right? So um, you have somebody that 
knows way more than you about just a lot of different stuff. He knows so much more. Mm. That person not utilizing that. That person is just smart. They're not. They're not. You know, being practical, right? Right. You could not know as much, but apply it. Everything that you do know, you're consistently applying what you learned from that one mistake you made or from what that thing you did right or from what your cousin did wrong or from what you saw your moms do right or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're applying everything you see. You'll watch something and be like, dang, I'm not going to let myself be in that situation, whatever it could be, right? Right. And uh, that'll ultimately affect your decision making, okay? Mm-hmm. So the endless pursuit of wisdom, man. Understand? Yeah. And I always said this. No, so um, having it together or like, so knowing it all, mm-hmm. right? I, I say this, I say, I'm definitely a person who has it all together. Why do I say that? Because I fully recognize that I do not have it all the way together. I do <laughs> not have it together. Right, you constantly see that and you're, and you're able to admit it. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you can have it all together. Having it all together is, in my opinion, is, understanding, knowing that you do not have it all together and you need to get it together. And if you don't have it together, then clearly there's something you're doing wrong. So now it's a, whoa, I need to seek uh, um, wisdom, right? I need, to, mm-hmm. I need to talk to people that can help me out. You can learn from everybody, man. Mm-hmm. You really can. Mm-hmm. And whenever you step into a new arena, look to see who you can learn from. Look to see who yeah. you can learn from. All the time. You gotta look to see who you can learn from. And the, the endless pursuit of wisdom, I think that's like actually strikingly powerful, right? Because, because I feel that you can practice wisdom like in one instance or one problem and it will make you feel good that you feel like you made a good decision off of wisdom, right? But then you can be incon- inconsistent and then make another decision the next day, not, not practicing wisdom. Right, <laughs> so, right. Like, so like you said, just, the uh the no ego complex of hey i can admit that i don't have it all together i understand that i'm never going to have it all together i understand that i'm not going to be perfect uh and, but i'm fully committed to endlessly uh pursuing your acts of wisdom like you know at a consistent yes. rate that's like super super powerful man that's like the perfect answer bro <laughs> man that look, look that's what helped me out that's what helped me out that, that's what helped me out, man. I'm thinking you gotta adapt your surroundings, but then how do you do that? Right, right, right. You gotta, you gotta learn. You gotta get. You gotta. You gotta grow. You gotta right, grow. Right, right. Elevation, man, is real. Of course, man. Hey, listen, bro. That's all I had. I appreciate you hopping on with me, dog. I know you a super busy man. I pride myself on you know giving guys flowers while they're here. Now you already know it. it's it's nothing but love coming from me since 2007. Love, man, for you, man. But again, uh, it's been a blessing to see your journey, bro. Just your NFL journey. Um, your journey with your family. I just remember, it's crazy, we always talk about this, but I literally remember when you told me you manifested this, bro. You manifested uh, the kind of wife you wanted, how many <laughs> kids you wanted, bro. And just to see all these things happen for you, dog, I'm super, super happy for you, bro. Like, and I'm I'm super happy to see. Shout out to my uh, wife, Heaven, yeah. Yeah, 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 shout out to Heaven. I'm super, and all your kids, man, I'm super excited just to see, you know, the rest of your NFL career and what you do after that. I know it's only going to be great things, man. So again, it's all, it's all love and, and you already know anything that I can do or to support or whatever. I mean, you already know I'm going to text away. So. Yeah. You know, you know, we link, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. 
I look forward to coming on again at a later date. You know, oh, yeah, talking about definitely. some other stuff. Because you know, me and you, we were just on the phone for like an hour and a half last night, bro. Exactly. Like we, 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 we definitely, <laughs> we definitely know how to get it in, man. You yeah, know, you know, yeah, you know. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I'll definitely have you on for for some more, uh, for different, so for some different topics as I continue to develop the pod and you know, kind of uh, range on how I wanted to, how I wanted to sift through it and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll definitely keep going. Word. Word. Hey, right, real bro, quick. Here, real, <laughs> hey, real quick. Yeah. Remember we was working at Hy-Vee, bro? We used to be like, now nah, I'm going to go stack this paper because we knew the paper took a long time. We're going to be on that paper aisle for like an hour, bro. It's an hour right. burnt. Yeah. They, they make them hours go by. And then, Yo, and word. I, yeah, and, word. And, and remember, we used to be so sore working from the summer workouts, man. Like, man, I'm sore as hell, man. Dang. Bro, bro. <laughs> Yo, Willie's face just looks so miserable coming out the jaw, bro, with the car. Like, yo, he's <laughs> and then the dude's like, dumping, bro. Oh, have you ever forgot your, your, your ear joints, yo, when they would dump the glass, bro? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Like, well, if I didn't have it in my oh, ear, I would, I would cover my ears. Cause, yeah, yeah. that was the worst. <laughs> yo, I might still got some ear. Bro, that was crazy, bro. That sound of that glass, click, click. I'm like, ah, stop, Lord, stop. That drum was too loud. Hey, bro, that, hey, that was that was some good times, man. We was young boys just trying to trying to survive, man. Trying to trying to make it make a couple of dollars to pay pay some bills. <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> for real. Nah, y'all wasn't as hungry as me, bro. I did security, bro, at some of the bars. <laughs> oh, for real, I don't remember that. You don't remember what, that, bro? What, what bars you did security at? Uh, the, the one, um, it was like a Mexican bar, but like they would have the black parties there. Oh, oh, I do. Bro, okay, you, okay, okay. yes. I remember Yes, that. I remember you actually that. came in one time, me and you really just, you stood and like just chopped with me the whole time. I was oh, so yeah, close, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. I remember that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Me, me and Vern, bro. Me and Vern. Vern needed oh, some backup. <laughs> and I, it's, it's funny, man. I was just talking, I interviewed Sean Prater. I interviewed uh, Prater last night. And I wanted to say just I appreciate you because I remember you talked me into uh, in 2011 staying in Iowa City uh, for our last spring break. You know, everybody had went somewhere. It was our last spring break. You talked me into staying, yeah. and we just did two days every day for seven days straight, going Great. into our going into our senior year just to give us that edge. Like you know, yeah. I just I want to say remember, I appreciate that, we, man. We would, we would go lift at the new facility they built. Then we do pull workouts. Then we do taekwondo. Yeah, we yeah taekwondo. bro. Every day, bro. Seven for seven straight days, man. You got to separate yourself from everybody else. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Everybody want to exactly. go have fun. That's cool. I'm going to get this work. Exactly. I'll have fun later. Exactly. Real fun. You an actor now, bro. You got your own IMDb page, man. Hey, you can't man, tell you, me hey, that hard work ain't pay off, man. Hey, I, hey, hey man, I got a, I got a couple credits, man. I'm just trying to elevate. You, <laughs> you, you, know, you, you know how I go. I'm just trying to elevate, man. Elevate in, in, in my purpose, what I feel like is my purpose. That's right. So whether I'm acting whether i'm writing whether i'm hosting this podcast just telling these kinds word. of stories to the world man like i feel like that's word. my purpose and that's why we here man so yeah i appreciate you bro no doubt well look man, right, man hit my line whenever man you hey know, definitely I, man. I appreciate this i look forward to the rest of the episodes i'm gonna watch man yes, sir, i'll yes, tell sir. you about that later when we get off the camera <laughs> you know what i'm saying yes but, sir yes sir yeah, yeah man i appreciate I you jumping on tell hev i said hello all your kids, man. I hope y'all, you guys are staying yeah. healthy and safe during these. Absolutely. It's, 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 been a, it's been a crazy year, and I really hope we, we're able to have a season, man, so I can see you ball this season. <laughs> You're right. And if we don't, that gives me more time to get ready. 
<laughs> you know how it's going to go down. And especially now, because, you know, we 31. So this, I mean, obviously you're going hard in your workouts, but just the wear and tear that you get on the field, like, that's just kind of helping you. It'll help you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt, bro. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll tap, fact, I'll tap my in. My chiropractor just got here, bro, so I'm going to have to hop off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Well, this is a constant grind, bro. Constant. Man, I'm, I'm going to hit the chiropractor tomorrow. I gotta, I, I'll gotta. try to get in there once a week, man, just to keep all the joints aligned. But, yeah, have a Take good session, Take care of your body, bro. man. Have a good session, bro. And, yeah, I'll, I'll tap in with you. Appreciate it, yo. All, all right, later. Later. So, yeah, as you guys can see, you know, that was a long conversation, but, I, you know, we had to get that in. Uh, you know, Mike Daniels is a pillar in the NFL. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer for sure um, when it's time for him to get voted in. So it was a blessing that we were able to keep our relationship since 2007, you know, 13 years in. Uh, I think he was, a you know, a great guest on the, on the show. So I appreciate Amy and everybody for watching or listening to episode 12. As we continue to, you know, uh, grow our our, our podcast community and um, the subjects that we speak about. So until next episode, see you guys later. Peace.